Hey guys, and welcome back to Mujeres That Rock. I am so excited for today's episode because we talked to, or I spoke to, uh, Victoria Lemos from Atlanta Archives podcast, and she also has a social media named, um, or an Instagram page named Atlanta Archives, and one, I just want to say thank you, Victoria, for taking the time out of your day to talk to me, to, you know, talk to my listeners, to give us all your wisdom, your knowledge on everything that you've been doing as of, you know, since you first started your journey or your um, career with uh, giving bike tours or giving tours around Atlanta. Truly appreciate it. Um It was one of those (laughs) days where I was kind of like fangirling over the fact that I was talking to her. Did not press record until like an hour later after we were talking. But not only that, we started with a conversation. So the podcast didn't even get started how I typically start the podcast with asking, you know, what's your magic or anything like that. Like we had a conversation like if we were picking up from where we left off and I had we had never left off anywhere because we had never spoken to one another so yeah that was funny um so thank you Victoria for the two hours that you gave me I truly 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 appreciate it and I hope that you guys enjoy this episode we also talk about um you know how our cultures are very similar uh her parents are from Spain But she grew up in New York. She's first generation. I'm first generation. And we just talk about that. We talk about certain things that happen within our culture that, you know, it's not spoken about sometimes. Um, I mean, it is, but it's not a thing that we say to other people that may be happening within our culture, right? So... I hope that you guys enjoy that part, especially now with everything that's going on in the world. You know, I think it's we need to be more aware of certain things and, um, you know, just be more, I guess, listen more, educate ourselves more. Yeah, we just we just need to do better, basically. Um, And. If it sounds like I'm whispering, it probably is because it probably I probably am, to be honest, because it is currently 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm getting ready to go to work. Um, But yeah, I am so excited for you guys to listen to this podcast or this episode just because this episode, I truly like had a good time recording. I feel like we talked about so much Um, and I hope that we just got our point across with her podcast or the the whole you know I guess um, what the episode relates to which is her her podcast and how she got started really how she got started with her podcast and as well as um, being a tour guide in Atlanta so yes very interesting she has a lot of knowledge like I hope that you guys just enjoy it as much as I did um 
I am a big history nerd. We don't really touch too much on history like that or history of Atlanta. Um, we say certain things here and there, but yeah, it was mainly more about her and her podcast and how she got started. Um, again, thank you guys for still listening to my podcast. I truly appreciate it. And if you guys have any feedback, please feel free to reach out to me um, with any comments, concerns, whatever you may have. Also, if you know someone that may be interested in recording with me or that you think I should reach out to to like record with please feel free to let me know um through Instagram through my email through messaging me on you know text messaging me I would truly appreciate that because I am finding it very hard to find women but you know we're not giving up um and I have found some people that are very great and they're willing to work with me but yeah I am always open to suggestions always open to you know um talking with new women meeting new people so yeah without further further ado I give you guys my episode with Victoria Lemos <laughs> because we're I definitely thought we were having a conversation at first, and then I forgot to press record. But I just press record. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so. I won't, I won't send me back. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. Okay. So I guess a little bit of how I know you is, which typically I get on here and I would let you know how I would start this off, but I feel like we started off with a big conversation. Yes, so we can reset. So, I am I am doing amazing. I am doing I like I told you earlier. I am fangirling over here. Um, I think you know you are one of the people that I like and look forward to listening to every week. Um, but how I found out about you was through a friend when we were traveling he was like let me put you on this podcast I think you guys would really enjoy it and sure enough like you have brought so much like I don't even know education to me like <laughs> well and I'm so and I like I said earlier too I'm so honored like you've been so kind and I'm, <laughs> I have a giant smile and I I'm always so happy like I came I started this with a loose mission I guess or goal and so when someone tells me that either a you know I have never been there and I went there because of your podcast or like you right like oh I've been going to those places but I've learned more or I'm just so excited that you covered them right like both of those people those different situations just make me so happy because I'm like that's what I want but now that now that I have press record (laughs) I'm so embarrassed (laughs) We literally have been talking for like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, and it's I, an hour and ten minutes. I, I'm good. I mean, like I said, let's, let, we can go in order of the questions. And then, like, <laughs> so, I mean, we talked about your your race, your ethnicity, like where you come from. So, I, okay, I was kind of confused. I thought you were Italian, but you're, you're, you were born and raised in Spain or no? Yeah, I was born and raised in Spain. 
No, so I'm first generation. So my okay. parents both, both came to New York from Spain, and my dad was in 1969, my mom was in the 70s. So they came separately, but I'm sure with every other ethnicity, like, you just find your people and live near each other, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, they're from a specific part of Spain that speaks, like, their own language, too. So they, my mom, basically, she was, like, a live-in maid or housekeeper, um, and she on the weekend, she slept at her cousin's house, who lived, like, three doors down from my dad's house. So they met in New York. I was born in New York. I was raised in New York. Um, but, but yeah, so but definitely growing up in a bicultural household and, you know, and, and also in a different way because I'm, I'm white. So it's a weird thing, you know, you present as white where other people just, especially in the South, right? Every people, every other, every white person just assumes you're just like them and they kind of come up to you and spew some interesting comments at times yeah um but but up north you know everybody was different everybody you know there were other people who were first generation or other people with different religions um so that's it was an interesting way to grow up like so spanish was my first language but i learned english in i think kindergarten like basically my parents just sent me to school and like here figure it out um they have such strong accents they didn't want me to learn english from them and so yeah and that has been my life and then i moved to atlanta 14 years ago and I've been here ever since and now my parents live here they they retired about a year or two ago that that is you pointed out a lot of like great things like you were like you know living in another state other than here in Georgia but because I was born in Chicago you know first generation as well um both of my parents are Mexican but they're from different states of Mexico so um I'm also I guess light skin and you know to me I do like identify myself as a brown girl though but nobody else sees me that way from really? what I from what I can from what I've gathered basically um which you know like my dad's side of the family they're very white like my aunts like I have a, an aunt that has um red hair uh which in spanish we would call her you know like colorada um yeah yeah, so like and her son like he is a redhead like red orange hair like so beautiful and it's just crazy and then you know on my mom's side we're more um well i say like we could i'm part of both but they're more darker skin tone and it's just crazy like growing up I love growing up and like around both families but um yeah like I can sit here and probably be like yeah I mean there's some people will ask me like where I'm from like they'll they'll ask because I guess you know the dark hair I do always I have always had black hair and I just dye my hair blue black jet blue black um so they I think they kind of like they're like well she's probably mixed with something but no like I, I'm full Mexican and growing up like or living in Chicago for a little bit you know it was always very divided too. like Mexican people live here the Italians live here oh yeah the Greeks live here <laughs> yeah so it's very interesting and then having come to Georgia I mean if you're Hispanic you're Hispanic and you're gonna hang out with the Hispanic people yes, but yeah you know, I think Georgia's very different in the sense that we not only had people move from other states like California, up north, Chicago, like New York, New Jersey area. Um, 
But we also had people migrate from Mexico. So that's where I found my struggle too. Like, um, having like, I guess, you know, people would consider me a Chicana, which is like, I guess, I don't even know, like first generation type thing. Like you're born here in the States, you're Chicana. More Texas people use, more people from Texas use that word. But yeah, it it was different for me because it was like, so who do I hang out with? Do I hang out like with the Hispanic people, but they don't really like, they're like, well, you're not from Mexico. You don't speak a lot of Spanish, which I did if they got to know me. But yeah, I, that was like a struggle for me in school growing up because it was, I was very like in between. Um, but I think that's where I learned to kind of get along with everyone. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you know what, I think white people struggle with this. They like, they put, especially Southern white people, like they put everybody in this monolithic category, you know? So, so it's like in the black category, everybody's just black and and they don't even be like, Oh, there could be people from the islands. There could be, you know, like there's Mm -hmm. different categories. And then all those people had their own. Like I had a friend who was from Curacao and he was, he was black. He was from Curacao. So, and he, I had a hard time fitting in in Georgia because it was like African Americans from the South didn't really accept him because he was from the islands, you know. Yeah. Like, but then white people could visually he was black. Were like, oh, you don't you don't count in our group, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and just just an understanding. I think everyone's just kind of lacking a little bit of empathy and understanding about how dynamic all of this is, you know. Yeah. And I feel for I, you know, I feel for especially I think being Mexican because white people love to just be like, oh, you're Mexican, right? And you're just one thing. Like, you're, you're one thing. Anybody who speaks Spanish is Mexican. Like, no understanding of geography. And, and I, you know, and I'm not Mexican, but I, I feel for you not even being Mexican because people can just be so ignorant. Yes, you know? yeah. And, you know. And the colorism you're talking about, like, and so for me, like, you know, my people were the colonizers. So I'm, I'm like, <laughs> this like I know my dad he's like very proud of where we come from like you know not only are we Mexican but he's like well we're part of the people that like conquered this state you know like he's very like we come from like Spain like that's like our background like we are like and I was like okay you know like and and I respect that like just like I respect my mom's side of the family like it's very it's very interesting, like how we. How it's internalized, right? Yes. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, you, you internalize that and you make it work for you, you know? Like, and yeah, I mean, colorism in Latin America, too, is such a big thing. Yes. Especially you know, for like Dominicans, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, dark skin is, is bad or not desired. Like, and just. I mean, of course, as a human, you can't be aware of every single country's issues, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah. I think it's important to just have an understanding that there are these things happening all over the world. Yes. And, and you know, me and my friend, me and my best friend were just having this conversation about that. About, like, how even in the Mexican culture, like, it's not only, like, yes, we're Mexican, but then we always have, we have, like, our own issues in the Mexican culture where if you're light-skinned, you're light-skinned, and your family might not want you to be with a darker skinned person like or they want you to be with a mexican person like you know my dad he was like i would love for you to get married with someone from mexico like where we're from which is jalisco like and i was just like i mean that that's a lot that's a lot of pressure yes. um you know they're like we yeah like it's like and even like the same pueblo like the same little you know oh, town and i'm like it's like if your parents ask you like not only do we want you to get married with an american person but an american person from i don't know forest park that lives on so-and-so oh, street oh. like right here <laughs> my dad there was seven of them in queens new york they all married spanish people from the same part of spain my one wow. aunt my one aunt married an argentinian man and isn't that crazy like because because for some people might go oh but you're all latino right or mm-hmm. you're all hispanic like so you would think but it's so amazing that even when we should probably be in the same community or like supporting each other there's that much division yeah yeah and i mean and that's another thing too is like you can't be mad about it i mean I tend to, and maybe that's why I like history, right? It's like when you can understand the past, you mm-hmm. can kind of, you can better understand and it doesn't upset you when someone has these genes, right? Because you're yeah. like, okay, I get it, you know, whether it's how you grew up or your experiences or your thoughts and you don't take it so personally. I feel like yeah. with ethnicity and race, like we could talk about this. I know. All different episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's it's supposed to be about your podcast, but I guess well now that we're on that topic though, how what was the I guess the story behind you wanting to start your podcast? So for me, I got into this as a hobby. So it was just something I would, you know, read all the books and I'd go to the stuff and I found out that uh, in Atlanta, the Atlanta preservation center had these walking tours so i was just going on them like over and over like i went on the sweet auburn tour so much it's like i had befriended the guide and i used to drive him back to his car you know because it was it was like a one way so i'd be like oh hop in um and then i was like you know maybe i volunteer and so i went to go to volunteer um and then right when i was doing it i found out i was pregnant and i'm like you know i don't think a pregnant walking tour guide is a good idea so I just was like, oh, let me pause. So, you know, and I'm sure, you know, as a mom, you like have a baby and then you're just in a zone for like two years almost, right? And yeah. You kind of lose yourself and you're figuring it out. And for most moms, I always see the same thing. It's like your kid turns two and you start coming out of the hole, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm a person, I have interests. Uh, and so I started to, I went back um, to the preservation center and I said, you know, I really love the Sweet Auburn tour, but I'm like, I'm, it's a black history tour, essentially. It's, it's a historic black street. I said, I'm white. You know, I don't know if this is okay. I'm nervous about this. And they were like, oh no, you know, like we only have one person that's doing it. No one is volunteered, like go ahead. And so they just gave me this tour with, with information, not a ton though. And so I just, 
over the past five years, I researched it and I was giving tours um, and loving it. And so then maybe three years ago, by again, going on a tour, I actually went on a bike tour. I got connected with Robin, who owns Bicycle Tours of Atlanta, and she's like, you have got to be a guy. So I became <laughs> a bike tour guide. So, and this is all like being a mom, I was a single mom, I was working, but I just, when, I, when I'm when i touring, it's like I could do it for hours. Yeah. So I was a bike tour guide, I was a walking tour guide, I was still like subjecting my friends and family to the stuff, I mean, they're just over it, they're like, I'm like, did you know? <laughs> interesting about your podcast was all of these um uh predominantly well they are black like cemeteries that are just kind of left out there to fend for themselves like you know nobody's taking care of them so I think that was really interesting like I have gone you know to the MLK Center, all these places because of all the classes that I've taken. And we never, even, you know, in college, like, obviously there is certain things and you could kind of know, like, the professor's opinion of certain things and stuff. And, um, but in depth, like, we never really went in depth about certain things in Georgia. And, you know, there's tons of classes that we could all take, um, like, in school or in college for Georgia history but um yeah they never really spoke about certain things like this and then like we were talking earlier that um my husband found or like the city councils they found um there was a cemetery out here all black cemetery like 
just kind of there. Nobody was maintaining it. Nobody was taking care of it. So what, you know, when you were talking about all these things and I was like, no, we need to do something about it. We cannot be one of those places that, you know, like, but they ended up giving it over to an organization for them to clean up and, you know, take care of it and maintain it. So yeah, like that's what drew me to you. And then, um, looking at your Instagram, like all the buildings that basically we drive by there, if not every day, then on the weekends when we're out and about, these are like places that I've seen that I'm like, wow, I would have never even known that this yeah, was and here. That's what, that's what I, you know, some places, sure, there is like that cemetery I posted, you know, it's in the woods. Like, trust me, no one knew it was there unless you knew it was there, you mm-hmm. know, but I bet you drive by. And then some places are, and I've had this a lot of times where people go, oh my God, I pass this every day, or I'm always stuck at the light there, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've, I've stared at this my whole life when I go to work in the morning. And for me, the way my brain works is, and I always go, how does your brain not work this way? <laughs> I want to know, you know? So they'll just be like, oh, I've wondered about this for years. I'm like, why have you never tried to figure it out? <laughs> yeah. So I joke, like, I joke that I'm the middleman. So I'm like, I am the person, I will read 600, 800 pages about Leo Frank, right? Or I will, I will read old newspaper articles for hours. Like sometimes I have to be pulled away. And then I want to take that information and I'll make it as easy as I can for the regular person that isn't the super nerd like me, right? Like, let me just package it up (laughs) for for the regular person. So that, and then they, you know, under 20 minutes, and that's why, well, my episodes are short because, I mean, they do take a lot, and I'm sure you'll find this out real quick, too. It takes a lot of time to produce a podcast. Yes. And so, a 20-minute episode can take you hours. Yes. So, on one hand, they're short because that's what I can do, but also I think it it keeps, it reaches a subset of people that don't, aren't going to listen to, like, an hour-long thing, you know, because they just don't care that much, but Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you know... 20 minutes okay cool I'll learn about positive market for 20 minutes yeah and that's one thing that I admire about you because like honest to be honest with you I wanted my podcast like the interviews to go like I was like okay I have these questions obviously but I do want them to flow pretty like like a conversation um but I found it hard I've been finding it hard that I can't do 30 minutes like obviously there are some that are shorter you know um it just depends how the people I guess like vibe and if they're giving you back like a lot of feedback that's why I was like this podcast this episode is just gonna be the shit basically like I so I there's so many things I could tell you like I love history you know um for all my friends out there, I'm sorry. Yes, I am a history nerd. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, some of them know, some of them don't know. But I, I love finding little things like this. Like, uh, like this is basically what I live for. But a lot of people don't know that. Only like my close friends, my husband and my best friend, and I'm always like, "Did you know this?" And yeah, like, w- but you've made it so. And I don't know. Like, I guess me being your listener, like love listening to you love that your stuff's like 16 minutes long I mean you could listen to it while you're getting ready and I could and I've just observed all of this information like in a short amount of time but I 
it's also made me aware of like certain places um, that I see in Atlanta or that I've stayed at in Atlanta. And I say that because we actually stayed at the American Hotel down downtown. Oh, yeah, and I think I, I don't know if I wrote to you about it, and I was like, you need to do one on this one, or I think I. I asked you on social media and you were like, it's coming or I'm looking into it. But that hotel, wow. Yeah, like, like, so inside, very retro, very like old, like just 50s, 60s type of vibe, which I absolutely love. I mean, the fridge, I wanted to like steal it and bring it home because it was one of those like nice old retro fridges and, um, but really cool inside. But they also have, um, in the lobby area, well, where the lobby area is, they have all these pictures of all of these, I guess, uh, I'm pretty sure they were artists, like, back in the day, black artists that stayed there, and they spoke about each artist staying there, they talked a little bit about the history, but then there was a water fountain there that it looked like it had never been used and there was a plaque on there and it talked about it and I was like okay so I took the time to go around the room and read I mean thanks to you really because I was no, like yeah so like it was really cool because I read it and it talked about the owner of the hotel that they were like that they questioned him well you know you're allowing black people to stay here you know back in the day um and they questioned him it said that they questioned him what about the water fountains and he took out all the water fountains and he's like we just won't have water fountains then so that is just and i'm pretty sure like if even if you want to go and just like I said, this is on the first floor. You don't have to have a key to go up or anything. Um, this is on the first floor. Like, if you ever wanted to go inside, like, the people are super nice, very friendly. Um, uh, which, by the way, the hotel uh, was owned by a white guy. But he was very, like, welcoming yeah, to everyone. Yeah, for his time. Yes. Like, he was welcome. He welcomed anyone in. Um, and, you know, what's interesting was that they try to maintain it or keep it because it is a lower a lower um skyscraper it's not a big hotel or a tall one like i think what is it the westin is right next to it and there's another hotel um but it's a smaller hotel and there's right in front of it there's a car like an old car um and a lot of people were taking a picture right in front of it which i thought was cool but I'm just like, well, maybe, like, you know, obviously the questions come up, like, when you're a historian, I think, they come up like, well, was this owned by, like, a white person? How did this all start? So then I just did love the whole little area that they had there that you could read about it. And um, if you're, I think if you ever want to even go in there just to go inside and read, the people are really friendly inside. Like, the, the receptionist, the desk people there... I'm pretty sure they'll allow you to go inside and read yeah, up on it. I'm putting that on the list right now. <laughs> just like reading yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff about the owner. Um, I mean, to be honest, if you tell them what you want to do, like, they'll probably be like, yeah, go for it. Like, s- such, such, such a great place. I think it's 
truly a hidden gem like that people don't really know about <laughs> unless you know you're into hotels and stuff but i just i found it interesting but i think you know your podcast is what drew me to wanting to find out more especially about hotels in atlanta because i also looked up that other hotel that you talk about the yeah, one the heart of atlanta hotel yes and i was like Isn't i that the Yes, like I was like, I wonder where it's at. Like I looked it up and I didn't bring any shoes, like walking shoes. So I'm like, I can't, I'll just come next time. But you know, <laughs> next time has come around and I still haven't gone. So I'm just like, okay, while I'm here, I'm going to read like what they have. Because you know, while my husband was talking to people, I was just like reading all the little articles and I told my husband I'm like did you know this and he was like we gotta go inside I'm like okay your, your husband and my husband should start a support group because I, I think that they I think there's there's definitely a support group needed for like spouses of history nerds yeah but no, I mean, I'm so I'm so honored that it got you to think because that that's how my brain works but it's like I think that everybody can be served by just a couple questions right mm -hmm. like who made this thing who is it for you know what what messages does it say who you know who is allowed here who is not allowed here like if people don't realize that even something simple like architecture sends a message yeah you know? so it's super it's just i mean it's complicated and it goes deep but there's a lot to be to be learned yeah and i like i feel like um i I want to say I did have a teacher that would always say, like, if we don't question it, yeah, oh, God, what would they say? They were like, if we don't question it, who will? Like, we always have to question things, like, and think. He's like, there's always a, a history behind everything. He's like, everything. He's like, it could be from, like, a house built, like, which is interesting because now living, you know, where I live, all the houses look the same. But I do live close to Fort Gilliam, so I'm pretty sure that's why all the houses are built the same because it was for yeah. all the military people. So, yeah, it's so interesting that, you know, something like that that he said has just kind of, like, stuck with me forever, basically. But I that's why I think I love going and visiting Savannah because every time I go, I find out new information and it's just, you know... I truly wish you would move to Savannah because it, oh it would God, it would benefit yeah. all of us like <laughs> all the history that you would give. I love Savannah. <laughs> we got engaged in Savannah, but it's like we don't. My husband doesn't really like to go to the same place twice. Like Savannah is the one place where we've been like three times now, and I mean I can't get enough because every time we go, we go to a different place. Oh my or, God! You know, and it's so full of history, and there's some good Instagram accounts. But yeah, like a lot of cities, you know, a lot of Yeah, yeah. And, you know, my thing is, like, like my husband, he listens to every podcast out there. Prob well, podcasts that he is interested in. So he's interested in wrestling. He's interested in football. I mean, God, there's a podcast about, like, Game of Thrones, which... Oh, yeah, there's podcasts about everything. I tell, I tell people that. I'm like, whatever your interest is, there is something out there for you. But the fact that there isn't about certain cities is what is crazy to me, yes. For sure. Like, I do follow, you know, Visit Savannah podcast. Um, yeah. There's another one. 
Yeah. There's another one about Savannah. I want to say maybe like all the little areas that they have. Explore Georgia. That one's a good one too. Um, and I think that's about it. Or hike. Hike or... There's one about hiking because I also do love to hike. Um, but that Atlanta Trails? I think yes. Atlanta Trails is really good. Yeah, yes, so really Atlanta good. Trails. Yeah, so I, I just, I want to find more out there. And, you know, my husband, like, like we were just talking earlier about this. I don't even know if I turned it on before or after. But there, he always wants me. He's like, I think, you know, you always find these cool places. Like, you should um, start, like, putting them on your Instagram or any something like that, which... <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the thing is, we talked about this again beforehand, but women in, in general, just statistically more, is like women are just so afraid of doing stuff because we don't, we're like, oh my God, what if they don't like it, right? It's like we base our worth on what other people think about us, mm -hmm. you know? And then social media just makes that so much more compounded because it's like, oh my God, what if nobody likes it or whatever, right? But when you create stuff, like you have to start with just wanting to create it. And I say this too, like even if no one listened to my podcast, I would still make it, right? I mean, if four people were listening instead of a couple hundred or, you know, I would still be doing it because I still love it. And I think that when you do something you love and, you you know, you're putting your heart into it, like, I, people come to it, you know? And, and I also tell people this, like, I have, knock on wood, I have yet to encounter a negative comment or a negative person. So every week like i'm beating myself up i'm like this isn't oh my god i could have done this better i should have done this oh my god i forgot that oh my god i said that wrong and every single week i have never had a person to be like that was horrible you know like everyone always says really positive great things so i'm like oh okay like i'm so hard on myself for no reason yeah and I, I who was it someone told me over we're our own critics like we are our yeah. own we are our own worst critics that's the, that's the thing like and you know, and even if, let's just pretend it was true, but it's not. Let's pretend there is somebody sitting in their room right now listening to my episode, and they're like, who does this girl think she is, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever, right? Who cares? You know, I mean, at the end of the day, like, if I'm helping people learn stuff or I'm helping people get out, you know, very honest about, I, I'm not a historian, right? And, and I don't pretend to be. And so I, I try to be as honest as I can and just be like, listen, these are my limitations. I'm doing what I can. And I think everybody senses that, you know? Yeah. And, and I feel like, to me, you are a historian. Just because I... In practice, right? Not in truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, like... I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to tell her that maybe she should work, like, at an archive place. And he's like, yeah, you're going to basically guide her to, like, the boring shit of history. And I'm like, no, I'm not. It's actually the cool stuff of history. No, I would love it. <laughs> I mean, I joke all the time. I'm like, if there was a way I can make money doing this, you know, I mean, you know. You, you should really look into... <laughs> I feel like you should really look into, um, and not being biased, but I am a Kennesaw State graduate, but they love people. They love historian people. Um, I have all these teachers that could back me up. <laughs> but I really think that you should look into, like, you know, we actually, at Kennesaw State, we actually have an archive place, um, like, just dedicated to archives. Um, I really do think that you should look into, like, working like at a library with archive stuff like it, oh, it's I just love it. yeah I, I, mean, I, th I think in my mind 
it's something I couldn't do, but trust me, that is always on my mind. Like, how can I do this as a job? <laughs> but look, you don't have a degree, but you have the archive stuff to back it up. Your Instagram, your podcast, like, you know, one time my teacher was like, um, I was like, but I just don't, I, I don't have the stuff to like, it's not on paper. And she's like, are you serious? She's like, yes, it is. She's like, you have it on your Instagram. You have it like when you speak, when you talk oh, about these. And I was like, oh my God. She's like, but what I'm, what I'm going to need you to do now is really take pictures or really write down certain things where, you know, if you ever get interviewed. So that's like, I think, you know, we're in a new place where you know, social media is a thing. I think a lot of people are wanting to go that route. And yeah, like, so that always stuck with me. Like, I'm just always like, like now I save all of my daughter's stuff and I'm like, okay, look, like, if you want to do this, like, you should put it on social media. You should do this. Like, and she's like, mom, I don't want to do that. And I'm just like, I'm just saying, okay, like, take pictures. No, but <laughs> That's a great point because the internet has definitely democratized everything, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like you said, it's not it's not so much only the stuff of the academics. It's not trapped in the archives, you know? Like, I can read the newspapers just like somebody else with a login. So, there, there is. There's a lot of people out there that are experts and stuff that, you know... And, and so, for me, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, that person is doing this and they did this. And then I'll learn that you know, they never went to school for it, right? Or they had never written a book before. Or like sometimes there's like a podcast I listen to and I missed, like she put how many downloads she had and I was like, oh my God, I thought it was so many more, you know? Like, yeah. Because it's such a professionally done podcast. So then it makes me go, oh, you know what? These people are also just putting themselves out there in a confident way, you know? Like not, not worrying about like, oh, I don't have a degree. I don't have this, I don't have that. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, that was like, you know, I, I guess having like going to school and learning a lot about history and being a history major, a lot of people are like, what can you even do with that? But there's so yeah. many <laughs> things like, you know, I, I mean, I could, if I wanted to, you know, obviously though, I even being, I guess, having a degree, like, I would question myself or would question me like being like well what if so, first for a reason like or for example if I wanted to go out there and do some um what is it uh oh my gosh I lost my train of thought what um you know guiding people out there on uh history stuff like what you do um, yeah, being, a, being a tour guide. Or being a tour guide, yes. Oh my god, I don't know why I lost <laughs> that. Okay, well, I mean, talking forever, so yeah. <laughs> so I, I would question myself, like, well, what if I don't know? Just me, like, well, as course, a woman, I like. I remember being so scared and so nervous when I first did a tour, and now it's, I laugh because I'm like, oh my god, I can do a tour in my sleep, you know? Yeah. So I was freaking out, and I was like, who do I think I am? I'm not an expert, <laughs> you know? Like, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're Victoria, Victoria Lemos. Lemos? Lemos. Lem yeah, well, you, that's sure that's, that's who you are. I, I really do think that you... I, and I think you're the first person that I've called this. Like, I really do think you're a badass person. Like, a oh, badass yeah. woman. Like, 
you know, your husband, your daughter, your stepdaughter, like, they're just so lucky to have you because I feel like you're a good storyteller. You know, even if you think they're not listening to you on certain things, they really are. Because, like, that's what I've come to find out with my husband and my daughter. Like, my daughter will sometimes be like, well, I heard you the other day say this to this person or, you know, and I'm just like, wow, you were listening in on that. Like, why would you do that? Yes, like I, I mean, I told you this at the beginning. I was like, I think you're a good storyteller. Like, I've been listening to this book on, um, what is it called? On my little podcast or, uh, the book, the book app that we have or that, yeah. And you sound like her. You sound like this lady. And I don't know when she recorded, um, herself, uh, but she, you, I was like, she sounds like someone. And I was like, that's who she sounds like victoria i'm like so i was like they're both good storytellers because what this lady did um she took also where she talked about her book she took um i guess she might have had like live sessions or like public speakings and she took that because you could hear people in the back laughing and i'm like wow she put it in her book like yeah she put on her audio yeah, so it was just, like, really cool to hear her basically speak about her book in public and have all these people laugh. But, yeah, like, I I really do think that you are doing such a great job with your podcast. Like, don't think that because it, just an FYI and, like, you know, for all the other women, older women that are listening, um, your 40s or when you're closer to your 40s, that's when women mostly thrive um I'm 100% agree (laughs) yes like I am excited I'm 32 wow I was gonna say I'm 32 I'm 31 I just turned 31 in February but I actually went to a palm reader which I have been hearing like other older women in their 40s that they're like these are like the best years of my life so when I went to a palm reader and she told me she was like when you hit 40 that like you're gonna be at like your most like that's your prime time I was like what so I have like been thinking about that since she told me that and I was like I just can't wait because that means that I'm gonna be like, granted, I'm going to be a badass woman now, but when I hit my 40s, I'm just going to even be better. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I think what happens is you, you, it's like you go in reverse. So it's like you're, you're born and you're socialized in America with under patriarchy. And we talked about this, like Hispanic culture is a lot more patriarchal. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you are learning yourself, you know, and then when you're late 30s headed into your 40s, you're like, man, I'm so much smarter, you know, and then you're. You know yourself, you're more confident, and a lot of people are like, you just don't care, and maybe it's some of that, right, but you're just like, you know, I've done all this stuff, who cares what I think, what other people think, and so you're just a lot more brave, so, yeah. For, I mean, for me, like, yeah, I, I don't want to be 22 ever again, right? <laughs> or 25, but, but a lot of people act like that's like the greatest time, I'm like, those are not great times. Yeah, yeah, no, because I look back and I was like, I was so sad. Like, I was like, I was, 
not confident. I wouldn't even like speak. I was so shy. And I'm like, that is not me at all now. Like, and that's the whole purpose of, you know, me wanting to interview women like you and bring women like you on my podcast to show girls like younger girls and, you know, just women in general that you can do whatever you want at whatever age like you you know and I guess like if I told myself if I had if I could tell my younger self now like girl just stop being shy like because you're gonna blossom into this like non-shy person and want to do all these things and it's just amazing because I feel like you know, every time I finish recording a podcast or interviewing someone, I'm so happy. Like, my heart is just so happy. And my family could tell, like, you know, I I had a whole different vision for this podcast to interview people in person. I was like, I'm going to set up, like, the whole room, the whole vibe. And not at all what's happening now. Like, I have you on the phone, but I feel like we've been talking for so long and it's like, we kind of picked up where we left off, but we never really left off anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, it, I also agree. Like, I love in-person talking, too. Like, you know, you pivoted to make this work, even though it's this weird time, right? You got to change. And I think for people like us, and I'm, I don't know if you had the same experience, like, I never shut up, even as a kid. <laughs> like, all my, like, elementary school report cards were like, Victoria's a great student, but she talks a lot. And so... And, and then I was, later in life, I was with people that were, like, looked down, you know what I mean? Like, like almost, I always thought that that was, like, this bad trait I had, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And I would apologize for it. Like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I know I talk so much. You know, and then, like, again, you get to a certain age where you're just like, you know what? I guess I was meeting the right people, too. And so people were like, oh, I love your energy. Or you're so passionate. And I was like, uh, what? You know, like, oh, this is energy. It's not annoying, you know? Yeah, like, honestly, what I can say is, um, yeah, I probably would get in trouble a lot for talking. I would. Um, I mean, sometimes I, I, maybe like once or twice, I did get kicked out of the classroom, like, for talking too much. But I feel like that helps, like, when you're in a classroom setting or when you go to these you know, when we're able to go to these conferences, like, in person, and then they, they're like, okay, does anyone have any questions? Um, yeah, I have a lot of questions, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, or, you know, or there's somebody who's not really talking, or they look, like, uncomfortable, like, I'm always the first person to, like, run up there, and, you know, be like, okay, let me just blab to you about nothing, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I always joke, like, I can talk to a wall, I was like, we're good. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I, I I, think I'm the same now because I feel like my mind now runs at like 100 and I have so many thoughts and I'm just like, oh, I got to talk to you about this. I got to talk to you about that. I got to tell you this, which by the way, I do have to tell you this. Um, you know, w- during this pandemic, like I do live close by the airport. Haven't heard any planes. Today, I have seen probably like 10 planes. yeah so they're flying they're flying um and you know we passed by the 285 like intersection and we saw all these planes parked there because that's my commute to work but yeah i i just had to tell somebody because i'm like wow they're really flying that's good to know know because everyone you know i think i keep every time i do have to go out i kind of look at the 
traffic and I'm like, so are people back? Like what's happening? I don't know. Yeah, but they're flying. They I just saw like maybe three, four in a row go by. So oh, that they're they're out there. So I think, you know, slowly but surely we're we're getting back, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure, because I could just tell you so many things, and I don't know if you know this, but I'm the one that would also send you all the book recommendations of, like... Yes, no, you yeah, have the video, yeah, and that was awesome, too. Like, yes. And I love that, you know, people are also out being like, oh, there's, you know, people tell me stuff all the time, and I learn, just like talking to you today, I'm learning about Forest Park or places I've never been, and it makes me want to go there. Yeah, and, you know, if you ever need, like, you are so welcome over here um, anytime, to be honest, because I, yeah, I, you know, my husband, he's fallen in love with this city here, Forest Park, like, and he's like, I feel like we have such great things, like, that people need to know about us, and that's why he's, like, pushing me to do all these things, and, yes, yeah. lastly, do you have any last words for anyone out there? So, gosh, um, I think just to go with the theme of your podcast and women, I, I when I get to talk about the podcast and give presentations, I always tell people whatever idea you're walking around with, because we all have them, mm-hmm. is just do it. You know, so I, I meet women all the time, and they are like, oh, yeah. I'm into this, or I've always thought about doing this, and there's an idea in everyone's brain, but we are holding ourselves back by having making sure it has to be perfect. So, you know, perfection perfectionism is also something, at least I dealt with, and I think a lot of women deal with, um, where, you know, we think that we have to have this thing be quote-unquote perfect before we release it to the world, as if perfect even exists, and is as if perfection was going to shield us from any criticism (laughs) and I say this like I look back like this journey that I've been on I'm knowing what I know and meeting all these people because the best part about this is just meeting people and it's like man if I didn't have this in my life I would be so sad like if somebody had to take it back I would be so sad about it and it's like I would never have this if I didn't just try it right the person who hates technology just went and bought a microphone and slapped it together, you know, and just found some friends, and every, every single week I learn, you know, and every single week I get better at doing whatever, so it's like, don't let that worry and fear that you don't know what you're doing, because I bet you that you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and I, I completely 100% agree with you, because I, I, I was that person, like, I'm such a perfectionist that, you know, I'm just like, okay, I don't want this to be perfect, though. And I I told myself, I was like, regardless of anything that happens, like, I'm gonna, you know, obviously, there's gonna be clips, like, edited out. But I told myself, I was like, I want this to be as raw as possible. Like, if something happens, like, I'm still gonna put it on there, like, bloopers, whatever. Um, And then my husband, like, he recently told me he was like well one thing I do would like to or I would like to see from you he's like you post all these pictures on social media he's like but or on my story like my Instagram story he's like but you're you don't you're not on them he's like you are behind the camera he's like and I would like to see you more on there he's like because I do think that you have a lot of things to 
share that you can share with you know your followers the community um so yeah like i was like don't worry it's coming like the podcast is all about that (laughs) and even i struggle with that i I met a much much younger kid i gave him a bike to work and he's you know he's trying to tell me about videos of dating and he's like see you know stand in front of this thing i'll video you and you can talk about it and i was just like no (laughs) no and so even now like like maybe three times i have been to a site and I try to do a video, but most of the time I'm like hiding behind a camera, you know? So that's the thing, like take the baby steps and it might take you a while, but you will get to those places. You know, you will, you will grow with your project. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's what I'm doing now. Like, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I don't want to like go off on a rant on social media or like go off topic. So I'm like, I'm going to start slow. I, like, I was like, this podcast is going to be me being me with people that I'm meeting. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. You know, just, like, do, do what you feel like you should be doing, and then you never know where it can, it can lead you to. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm like, I'm just going to start this podcast. Like, this podcast, to be quite honest, I, it has been in the back of my mind for, like, maybe a year and a half now. Um. I have had like close friends also tell me like you should do a podcast and yeah it's just take I'm just sad that it's taken me this long yeah, but see, think about it if you had been if you had started it when you thought about it right I mean you know obviously don't dwell in it but with you know there's some statistic where like men apply for like half basically like all the jobs men apply for like only 60% of them are qualified or something and then like women like don't apply for jobs that they're fully qualified for <laughs> so it's like we we will look at a job list and we'll be like oh no no I, I don't do that one thing you know like i have everything else but i don't do that one thing so i can possibly do this job mm-hmm. and then just walk in and they're like yeah i know how to run this machine we're good yeah so so it's that it's almost like a not fake confidence right but it's an, it's in a hey i got this i'm gonna figure it out right yeah i can do all this other stuff I'm going to figure out that last part. It's going to be fine. Yeah. No. Yeah. That is that. That is very, very true. And, you know, I guess with ending words, like I really, truly appreciate having you on here. So happy that you said yes to me, that you gave this an opportunity. Like, yeah, I'm really, really thankful, blessed that, you know, I was introduced to your podcast and that you're still creating podcasts, that you're still even out there, you know, doing virtual um, tours and stuff. But it, it's just amazing to me, like all the things that you do and all the knowledge that you're giving all these like Atlanta people or even people from out of state, you know, because I feel like if someone was to be like, hey, you know, if one of my sorority sisters is to be like, hey, sis, I'm going to Atlanta, but, you know, I'm going to just look like, just be in Atlanta, you know, I don't really want anyone to take me out. I would definitely have them like visit your podcast, have them visit your Instagram because Yeah, and that's what you know, I also hope that too. And I and I've been thinking about a way to do a virtual tour not virtual but then you can carry you know almost like an episode that's like a tour for for a lot of people that are in quarantine, all they're doing is like doing laps around their neighborhood. You oh know? my god, so, that would Yes. Yeah, I had a friend. I had a friend who's like, I have taken 17 
can you make something? And the problem is, I mean, I'm, I'm one human, you know? So, like, I, I try, but I have so many other things I have to do. So, like, you know, I'll try my best. But she's like, do something. Like, I just need to break up the monotony of walking past the same building, and I don't know what I'm looking at. So, anyway, what I mean is, you know, there's always more to do. And, you know, maybe we talk next year, and I'll have, like, special features or something yeah no yeah and i i mean yes like or if anyone out there knows of like maybe how to do a virtual tour like that that would be amazing if you let us know let me know and i could i I mean i'm gonna put your social media outlets on here anyways for people yes yes i know the drone thing is like a cool thing and stuff it's like an end thing but you know if, if someone out there knows of a better way or like an easier way I don't even know just let us know and I will definitely tell or I mean like I said I'm gonna put your social media outlets on here for people to follow you listen to you yeah awesome all right well this is so much fun thank you yes no thank you Victoria I really appreciate it